Welcome to the Wholehearted Business Show. I'm Laura Agar-Wilson and this is the podcast that's dedicated to helping you start and grow a coaching business you love the wholehearted way. My guess is you want a business where you can show up as your whole creative, multi-passionate self so you can get paid, create a meaningful impact and have more time and freedom in your life. Let's get started. Hi there, welcome to the Whole Heart of Business Show. I'm Laura and on today's show we're going to be talking about how to structure your day and plan your week as a coach. I think this is a really interesting topic to get into. How we set up our days and our weeks, like that is our life, like when it comes to things like intentional living and lifestyle design and being more productive and actually enjoying our day-to-day life. This is what it's all about and if we can really look at how we can intentionally structure and plan our weeks and our days, we get to create amazing change in our life and I think as a coach one of the brilliant things that we have is flexibility in how we can do that and we really get to put ourselves in the driving seat of how we want to live and how we want to yeah structure our days basically. So I think it's a really interesting topic I'm going to share my six step process for reviewing what it is that you've got going on now and implementing and planning out how you want things to look to better suit you as well. And another thing that we're going to really focus on today is making sure that this is person centered because you can get all of these fantastic productivity tips and bits of advice and stuff from elsewhere, but ultimately it has to work for you. And what I'm going to cover today is really around you being able to identify what you need your days to look like and how you need to plan things and flow with things as well. So before we get into all of that, I wanted to just touch on a few things that I've noticed in my journey as well and also with my clients, things that come up when it comes to structuring our days and planning our weeks in a way that is really going to be beneficial to us. One of the first things that I see is this nine to five mindset. So for most of us coaches, we are coming out of a regular job, whether it's a nine to five or shift work or whatever it might be. And even if we haven't actually, we're going to be bringing a bunch of baggage with us in terms of what society thinks is the way that we should be doing it. And often for me, basically what that looked like was that I felt like I should be at my desk between at least like nine till four, but really nine to five. I felt like I should be there and I felt really guilty if I wasn't doing like Monday to Friday, nine to five. I felt really guilty. And that was really just part of this nine to five mindset that I'd carried over from when I'd previously worked, that I should be doing that 37 hours a week. And that's how it should be. In the UK, the standard working week is 37 to 40 hours a week. I know it's more in other places or less in other places, but that's what it is here. So I really had that mindset that that's what I should be doing basically. And I would feel really guilty. And it wasn't until a friend of mine went out for a walk and she was like, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to do it like this. Actually, you run your own business. And one of the perks of that is that you get to decide when and where you work and how you do it. And that was a real, it was really obvious, but I just needed someone to point it out to me. So I'm pointing it out for you guys, if you needed pointed out to you, that it's just helpful to be aware. And I think what comes along with this kind of mindset as well is the hustle culture, feeling that we've got to be working all of the time, feeling guilty when we're not working, all of that kind of thing. So if you feel that, it's really helpful to just, first of all, recognise it, because I think as soon as you recognise something like this, it makes it easy to unpack and to let go of and just notice where it might be coming up and where it might be impacting the decisions that you make and how you feel about the ways that you work in your business and how you currently structure your days and weeks. And then the flip side of that is I think the nine to five thing is a lot about having like rigid structures that aren't actually helpful. The kind of flip side of that is that we actually don't have any routine or any boundaries or structure. Now, again, this is going to be totally personal. Some people 
do not want to have any boundaries or structure and they want to be totally free-flowing and that's fine. Some people really want to have a lot of structure around how it is that they work because they find that's really supportive. It's all going to be different depending on who you are. I think what you do want to have is enough structure that helps you show up because I've had weeks in business where I've just been like, I've had no routine, no structure. I haven't really done very much work. And given that my business is my livelihood, that's not very useful. I need to be doing some stuff. So just being aware of that and being aware, do you actually need a little bit more structure in? Do you need some more support of structure? And the way that I like to think of it is that structure and boundaries are meant to be supportive they don't feel like a supportive container then they're not quite right for you so really think about what that needs to look like as well so it's not just ditching all structure ditching all like working hours or anything like that or whatever you think is helpful it's just finding what is actually going to work for you as well and then another thing to consider is how you can work with your energy like your natural energy ebbs and flows I think we all have differences in what this looks like for us women who are menstruating other people who are menstruating they might find that their cycles have a big impact on how their energy ebbs and flows through a month but day to day you might have that as well and I think it's just really helpful to be aware of it because we have again we have the flexibility working for ourselves that we can plan our work around what that looks like for us and what our natural energy ebbs and flows are So I think that's really helpful. Even things like just being aware of how you might feel after doing a certain activity. So I know for me, if I do anything in person, that's work related, like a retreat or a speaking gig or something like that, I'll probably need about one to two days off afterwards just to energetically recover from that because when I've done something like that I need some time off afterwards so it can be really good just to ask yourself what that looks like in your business and what kind of support that you need in place to make that easier for you and how can you structure your day and your week to make sense of these natural energy ebbs and flows because again nothing's wrong this is a big part of I feel my work is that often we feel that we're wrong just because we're being us like oh having this is wrong or our energy doing this is wrong and that's not the case if you don't want to get up at 5am in the morning and journal that's not because you are wrong that is something that just doesn't jive with who you are and that's fine and you can find other ways to get the benefits of that kind of system without having to get up at 5am and I'm one of those people I would not be getting up at 5am definitely not another thing to consider when it comes to structuring your days and weeks is the commitments responsibilities and also the well-being activities that you might want to fit in around your week so it might be things like for me I've got childcare responsibilities for my kids you might have caring responsibilities other responsibilities I'm on the PTA at school and that's something that comes into lots of weeks for me really so there's lots of different ways that this kind of comes in and it's just being aware of what they are and what the non-negotiables are so for me my non-negotiables are that I have to look out after my kids because obviously they're my children and I love them and I want to do that and obviously it's a big non-negotiable about what that looks like it might be for you that like childcare is flexible and that you've got partner or parents or whoever and I've got that as well there's some things that are negotiable and some things that aren't but it's really helpful to think about what they are so that you can map them into your week and adjust around them if they're non-negotiable things like your well-being activities I think are really important now this is something that I really struggled with in the earlier days of my business is that I would feel like I just needed to be at my computer answering emails like as soon as I was free basically so as soon as the kids were dropped off I had to be answering emails and 
people expected me to do that. People were expecting me to answer emails and I had to be there and, and blah, blah, blah. And that simply wasn't the case. And what was happening was that instead of exercising, something that is actually really important to me and really important for my mental well-being as well as my physical health, I was sat answering emails at eight o'clock in the morning when that wasn't actually needed. So it can be really useful again just to see what are your well-being activities that you want to include in your week. So for me, it's exercise, it's EFT, journaling. Those are like the main ones that I want to be able to fit into my week. And again, like another thing that I often say is like we don't have to completely separate our business and our life unless we want to. So perhaps part of this activity is thinking, I want time to prep some food for the week. Do I do that on a Monday morning? Or do I get my groceries delivered on a Monday morning? Or you can your life and your business can flow together if that feels good for you. If it doesn't, then that's fine. You don't have to do it. But if you wanted to, then that's totally fine as well. It can be really helpful to consider what those things look like. And then if you have a bit of a clash like I did there with my exercise and answering emails, I'm going to link to an episode of the show that I did around boundaries because really that's a little bit about how we communicate our boundaries to our clients so that we don't feel that expectation is on us. And one of the things that I did was I have an email autoresponder that tells people when they can expect to hear back from me. And I try and make it clear to all of my clients and people that I work with when I am available and when I'm not, so that there's less pressure on me. Even though I don't think any of my lovely clients expect me to be answering emails like the second I wake up, it just helps me by knowing that I've communicated that to people as well. So that's another thing to consider too. Another thing when it comes to structuring your week as a coach is thinking about non-client days. Now, I think this is really important. I think even for the most extroverted coach, I really think that we need to have client free days, like days in our week where we don't see clients. I think it's really important. I find for lots of different reasons, I think first of all, because I, and to be fair, mine go beyond just being client free. They go beyond being any kind of meeting free. So for me, Mondays and Thursdays are completely free of any clients, any meetings, anything like that, mostly because I find that for me to be productive and get work done and just to feel like good I need days where I have nothing in my calendar and I can just focus on what I need to focus on. And that really makes a massive difference for me. So considering when you might want to have non-client facing days is really useful and mapping out when those are. If your business is like a side hustle still, it might be more tricky to do this. But again, look at your available work time and then just find those little slots when you can have some time that isn't actually just for clients. And I know it can be tricky and sometimes there's a bit of a balancing act to go on, but it really does help to have those days. And then there's other things you can do to support those client free days, like using the online scheduler, which we'll get onto in a sec as well. So those are some things to consider when it comes to structuring your day and your week. And then in terms of the process for going through things and then identifying what you want this all to look like and how to implement it, Here's a six-step process to guide you and hopefully give you a bit of a structure. So the first step is to write down what's not working. So think about your current day-to-day life, like in terms of your how things are structured and how things are planned out in your routine, what's not working. So write that down first. And then step two is to do an ideal day exercise. So I wrote about this in my post on intentional living and I talk a bit about the way that I approach this. So I'm not going to repeat myself. I'll link to that process. But in a nutshell, I think there's a couple of different ways you can do this. I think you can do a version of your ideal day or your ideal week that is like total blue sky thinking where you let yourself dream and dream really big. And then I think there's another kind of version of this that you can do where it's slightly more rooted in your current reality. So things that are not easily changed, like perhaps like where you currently live and certain things that like you'll know 
the things that are not going to shift and then do a version for, for like your current reality. I think that can be really useful. And, and both have really helpful things that you can take out to put into this because if you're like big blue sky thinking life has you living by the beach but your current reality isn't that can you structure your week so that you get to have a weekly trip to the coast can you do that to the beach can you do something in your week to do that just as an exercise I think there's some really handy lessons that can be pulled out of each of those different ways of doing it and you don't have to do both you can just do one version it's totally up to you but I think it's really helpful And then for step three is to write a bit of a wish list of what you'd like to include or exclude in your days and weeks based on the stuff that we've learned so far. So we've talked about what's not working. We've looked at the ideal day exercise. We also want to think here about like our energy ebbs and flows. We want to think about our commitments, our responsibilities and our well-being activities as well. And just write a list of what would I want to include in my week. So it might be things like I want to exercise five times a week. I want to have a trip to the coast. I want to do yoga in an evening. I want to do x y and z whatever it is that you want to do write a wish list i want to be able to be home every day for when my kids finish school whatever it is that you want write down a bit of a wish list you might not get everything on the wish list it's a week and we might not be able to fit everything in and actually do our work but you're going to be able to get a good amount of that stuff in and if you structure that your week so that it flows around those things that can work super well too and then step four is just to decide how structured it needs to be we talked a bit about whether or not you are going to personally benefit from having more structure or less structure like to the point where you could literally block out every minute of your work and time so that you know exactly what you're doing in each chunk of the day if you wanted to if that was helpful and sometimes I think when you're starting out that can be useful so that you can really see what it is that you need to be doing or what you need to be focusing on and can and sometimes people find that a really good form of accountability as well so it could be helpful then or it might be that you don't need any of that and they're actually just having some non-client days in the mix and that's all that you need for the the rest of your work and life can flow around the rest of it it's totally fine it's about what finding is going to be useful for you basically and then step five is to get your calendar out and to bring together everything that we've looked at so far so again this might be sitting down and like saying okay so Mondays is this day, Tuesdays is client free, it might be right I'm going to finish work on 2pm on a Wednesday so that I can do this, I'm not going to start work until 11am on a Thursday, whatever it needs to look like you can start to map that out a little bit and it can be really useful to put those things in and then you can put in okay so like a Monday mornings when I'm going to exercise and you can start to structure things in a little bit like that as well and that can be super useful and then the final step is to look for tools that are going to make all of this easier so this might be things like an online scheduler or booking system so that keeping your non-client days free is a bit easier that can be really helpful it can be using tools like i really love notion i'm sure you guys have been listening to the show for any amount of time will know that i'm a big fan of notion for organization and planning things like that i might be using a tool like that it might be recognizing that actually you're at the point in your business where you need to outsource you need to work with a year so that you can take some tasks some like admin tasks off your hands it's just really helpful just to think is there anything that can make any of this easier can I squeeze anything else out of this by finding a really good tool that's going to improve my systems give me more time and things like that so that's a six-step system I'm going to run through that again so step one is to write down what's not currently working step two is to do an ideal day exercise step three is to write down a wish list of all the things that you want to include or exclude in your week and in your day then you want to decide how structured you need to be and then sitting down with your calendar or diary and actually just kind of mapping that out and making it a bit of a reality and then step six is to look for tools and systems and things that are going to support that for you as well 
And then finally, I wanted to wrap up this episode by just sharing a little bit about what my day and week looks like as a coach. And like I said, I've been working on this for a while and it does shift and change. And I should say, I think it's really important to recognize as well that depending on your phase of life, like this is going to shift and change for you as well. And it still shifts and changes for me every so often as well, often with the season as well, it'll shift and change. But at the moment, I work four days a week. I have Fridays off with my little girl. She's two, so she won't be starting school until 2024. So I've got quite a while, but I'm off with her on Fridays and that's our time together. And that's really important. I had that with my little boy as well when he was younger too. So we have Fridays off. So I work Monday to Thursday and it tends to be, generally speaking, and again, I'm not, I would say I'm more at the less structured end of it maybe, probably in the middle, but I tend to work a roughly about nine till three most days, but that really does change quite a lot. So Mondays, Wednesdays and Thursdays are quite similar, like structured days because my daughter goes to nursery. A Tuesday, my mum has my daughter and my mum. So the t- that tends to be slightly different. So basically, and that might as well just give you a full rundown of what it looks like, uh, Monday morning, the kids go, like Finley goes to breakfast club at, at 7.30 and Freya starts nursery at 7.30. I come home, I either run back from the nursery, I'm starting to do some running, so I'll run back from the nursery and have a shower or I'll come back and I'll do a workout. So I'll hop on the bike and do a Peloton thing or I might do like a Peloton strength thing or I might do a yoga workout for my friend Jo who runs Happy Yoga Newcastle. I'm in her membership. I might do a yoga thing and I tend to do whatever I feel energetically like ready for. So if it's my week where I'm on my period, I will do yoga or I will just rest, to be fair. So I tend to do what I feel energetically like up for and then I'll have a shower and I'll have breakfast and I tend to be sat at my desk for nine-ish on a Monday. I'm trying at the moment to do EFT every day. So that's one of the things that I'm working on. And that's like on my little ticky list in Notion. So I plan all of my week in Notion and I have a list of things that I want to try and get done each day in Notion. And I've got EFT is on every day. So I tick that off. I do some EFT. Mondays tend to be that the non-client days, they tend to be marketing stuff. Like I'm recording this on a Monday. They tend to be marketing things, just generally getting my head in the game for the rest of the week. There might be some, like if there's like an urgent client thing, I might do that. Checking in on Voxer, checking in on my group program, checking in on my clients, like all of that jazz I tend to do on a Monday. And then I'll have lunch. I usually have about half an hour when I sit and make something for lunch. And then I often will have Finley and Tea Club until half four. So I'll work until about usually about four but I tend to find that my energy dips in the mid-afternoon so what I've been trying to do recently is do tasks that are more energizing in the mid-afternoon like this like right now I'm recording this and it's quarter to three so this is perfect because I'm like on whereas I'm just sitting there trying to do focus work like it doesn't work so well in the mid-afternoon and often I will get to this point in the day and I'll just be like I'm just done for the day, especially if I've done something that's like been a big task and I've been quite productive. I'll just be like, I'm just done for the day now. So Finley, so I pick up Finley at half four and then pick up Freya and then we come back, have tea. James comes home from work. Sometimes Finley has like an after school club thing, like Beaver's on. And that's the structure for Monday. Tuesday is a client day. So my mum has Freya on a Tuesday. So I don't have like that like early morning kind of exercise slot because she comes, we get ready, Finley goes to school. She takes Freya off to her house and then I do some work. And then they come, my mum and dad come back with Freya at three. 
and go and get Finley and then I do a little bit of work but usually I just have a coffee with my mum and dad and a bit of a catch up and then I go and get James and then that's that day but Tuesdays are client days so I try and that's one of the days that's available for people to book in with me I'll also do client work so for me and my business that looks like websitey stuff any kind of like reviewing copy for clients Voxer chats things like that I tend to try and do mostly on a Tuesday Wednesday a bit like a Monday again like the kids go to nursery breakfast club I'll do some kind of workout back at my desk by about nine-ish and Wednesdays is a client day again so again I'll see clients do client work etc always dipping into things like Instagram so there's always a little bit of marketing things going on and then again usually sometimes yeah usually I have Finley and Tea Club until about half four so I'll go and get him there tea come back and then on a Thursday again it's very similar but like Thursday's a non-client facing day and recently I've been meeting up with friends for coffee every Thursday morning so usually I don't get started until like half 10 11 on a Thursday and then Finley usually goes to one of his friends houses like my friends as well after school so I get a little bit longer in the afternoon but in the summer I've been finishing at four going to get free and then going around to that friend's house where Finley is and then like I say I'm off on Fridays and Thursdays tend to be my day where I in an ideal world I try and do stuff that's moving my business forward so whether it's planning like planning the summit or whether it's creating a new freebie or rewriting my funnel or whatever it might be like I try and do that on a Thursday it doesn't always work out that way because Thursdays tends to be like whatever doesn't get done during the rest of the week gets done on a Thursday but that tends to be what that looks like and then around that like in an evening I try and have some time to journal and to watch tv that I enjoy or to do some restorative yoga I've been doing on a Sunday night and things like that but overall like that's a really I really like that structure for the week it's quite loose often there'll be like like last week I went to the spa with my friends on Wednesday so the whole of Wednesday was out I like having that flexibility to be able to do stuff like that and then obviously I had to schedule in like weeks off usually when James is off I schedule like a full week off but sometimes it's just I just need a day off also Thursdays once a month I try and have a bit of a CEO date where I sit and look at my plans and I'll just look at what I'm doing and you know basically do some planning and checking in with like my finances and stuff like that and that's basically like how my stuff is structured and I just find that that works really well for me it's enough structure but enough flexibility it means I'm working on stuff in my business that tends to be moving it forward most of the time although as I talked about in one of my recent episodes like the last few months has been much like looser in terms of moving things forward but that's been fine because we've been moving things forward in other ways in terms of all the building work in the house so that's what my week looks like basically that's how mine's structured and again like yours doesn't need to look anything like that at all yours can look exactly however you want it occasionally I will do an hour after the kids have gone to bed if I feel the call but usually after bed like after the kids have gone to bed it's things like I'm doing like a course at the moment around interior designs I might do some of that I'll just do other things that like that's non kind of business related because I, I, I do think although life and business definitely merges for me I do think it's really good to have activities and hobbies and other things that you enjoy that isn't necessarily business related as well so I hope that you found that helpful I'd really love to know as always if this has been useful if you want to change how you structure your day how you plan your week as a result of this episode please let me know I'd love to know and if you want to take this further I do have my notion planning templates which are just 14 pound 19 dollars I think I'll link to those definitely worth checking out if you want to use that as a bit of planning and also I have my course the Soul Centered Planning Process which is going to have a bit of a redo and I'm probably going to run something live around that towards the end of the year because it's I do really love that course and I think it just needs a bit of a refresh so that'll be coming as well 
towards the end of the year. But as always, I hope that has been helpful. Hit me up on Instagram, come and pop me a DM. I'm at wholeheartedly Laura. If you're watching on YouTube, give me a thumbs up. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do leave me a review. It would be amazing and super, super helpful. And and yeah, you can find me on my website as well if you want to get in touch and connect. So yeah, I hope that's been helpful and I'll see you next time. Take care. Bye.